Digital. Student-centered. Creative. Innovation. Imagination. Initiative. Stories that matter. I'm Joan Sutherland, and this is Tales of Teaching Online, brought to you by Deakin Learning Futures. Hello and welcome to Microsoft Teams and how it supported collaboration and building a sense of community with first-year students. My name is Joan Sutherland and I'm talking to Dr. Alicia Lanham, who is a Senior Lecturer in Information Technology in CB. She'll be talking to us today about how her implementation of Microsoft Teams for collaboration and building a sense of community with first-year students. Hi, Alicia. Can you tell us a bit about yourself and the unit that you are teaching? Yeah, hi. And thanks, Joan, for this opportunity. So my name is Alicia and I am a senior lecturer within the School of Information Technology in the CB faculty. Um, I've been a lecturer for um, over 10 years um, and predominantly in that time I've taught a lot of first year students. So um, when we had to go online, this um, kind of made me really stop and think about what was it that we're really trying to achieve in a first year unit and also what are some of the key points that we need to ensure kind of continue on into um, the online space. So the unit that we're talking about is SIT 124, Exploring IT. Um, and so this is a core unit in one of our big undergraduate um, courses. So the Bachelor of Information Technology. And it's a unit that really gets students in to explore both the technology, explore themselves as budding IT professionals, so it's a blend of kind of a bit of career education as well as exploring the industry and also the technology that's available. So with that, um, so with the first year unit, how did um, COVID-19 impact that teaching experience for this unit? Yeah, so we pretty much had everyone on campus for week one and then like everybody else, week two was cancelled for most classes and at that point, we had a lot of panicked students because we actually had a lot of students who were joining us for the very first time in week two um, and hadn't even been available for the week one classes on campus. Um, anyway, in, I should mention, in um, SIT 124, the unit that we're talking about, we actually have um, campuses in the Burwood campus, the Warm Ponds campus and our Cloud campus as well. So what it really meant was we kind of paused everything and had a rethink about how we're gonna move forward um, with this space. Now, we're lucky in this unit where we did have a, a digital site already created for us in the, the Cloud Deacon platform. Um, and so that meant that we had all our content online, but we just needed to think about how we were going to run those, what would normally be either physical face-to-face -face classes or for online students, how we were going to continue to run those um, in the new online, which actually meant that not just our cloud enrolled students were now cloud students, but actually all our students were. And so at the start, there was a lot of panicked students because they were first years, not really sure on um, what was gonna happen, what would be happening next week, um, where they needed to be, what they needed to do. So at the start, COVID really made us ha have to stop and think about how we were going to communicate with the students moving forward mm -hmm. um, and also how we were going to um, be able to kind of try and keep that face-to-face, um, -face, but obviously in the digital space, but how to keep that synchronous contact going in this um, kind of locked down environment. Um, and that's where we kind of... Um, had a look at and through some recommendations by the school's teaching and learning team 
came up with using Microsoft Teams as the platform to kind of support that synchronous learning. Okay, so you mentioned that you were looking at a communication platform as well. So you used the uh, Cloud Deacon site for a content repository and then yes. Microsoft Teams was for facilitating synchronous classrooms. Was there any asynchronous um, communication there or was there any other purpose of using Microsoft Teams? Yeah, so um, initially in our first thoughts, we weren't really thinking to use Microsoft Teams as an asynchronous platform mm -hmm. because we thought that, you know, we'd be able to use the unit site for that part and then just have our classes in Microsoft Teams. That was our initial thinking. Obviously, as time evolved, um, we got a lot more communication and questions actually happening through the Microsoft Teams platform. Um, which of course made sense. There was a lot of questions when we had our online classes in that space. So they were, um, we decided to go with a format that had private channels for those practical classes so that we could still keep students in those smaller cohorts of those classes to try and help build that sense of community, which they would normally have gotten if they were in the face class sitting beside somebody else um, in a face-to-face -face environment. But yeah, as time went on, we suddenly, or we, students identified for us, I think is the best way of saying it, that they were after um, communication across multiple platforms. Um, and it just depended where they were at the time, mm -hmm. um, where they wanted their answer, which did lead us to other thinking as we went through, which was to set up some communication um, rules, mm -hmm. I suppose. I don't want to say rules because it didn't <laughs> matter if you slightly broke them. Guidelines are yes. a much better word. <laughs> Um, but communication guidelines to help us kind of manage and control the volume. Because I should say that this unit in particular had over 500 students enrolled across the multiple campuses. Wow, that's a lot of students to have in the one space, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So you mentioned about building a sense of community through the private channels. Did that really take off through the trimester or did it sort of fall on its face? What were the challenges or what were the benefits? Yeah, so um, we ended up with about 16 channels, private channels mm -hmm. across um, across the unit. And look, honestly, some of them blossomed really well and others were a bit more hard work for the facilitator in that space. Mm -hmm. I'll talk about the ones that blossomed really well. So what we saw in those channels was just the natural, um, I suppose, confidence building rising as we went through because at the start, everyone was nervous. No one would turn on their camera. No one really wanted to speak on the microphone, but chatting was okay. So we encouraged it because that was communication. That was um, mm -hmm. interaction. So we really encouraged it. You know, if you don't feel confident enough today, you know, just type into the chat bar. And we also used um, emojis. So really kind of channeling in with our cohort of students, um, you know, to really kind of get them to feel like they were part of it. So if they were having, you know, so we'd ask a question and we'd phrase it to them in a way where there'd be like either a smiley face or maybe a sad face answer. Mm -hmm. Or if they needed help, we use the hugging bear emoji because we thought, <laughs> you know, that means you need a little bit of extra bit help. more support. A bit more support. So we thought it was a great emoji to kind of tap into that. And students run, got on board. So where <laughs> otherwise they possibly wouldn't have typed in, I need help. They were happy to click the little hugging bear emoji. And um, it was kind of just a way for them to say, that you know they could reach out if they needed it they didn't have to own what the problem was so we did see that kind of improve and in some of our classes we saw people turning on their cameras by the end of the trimester other people turning on the microphones so really building their sense 
of because once you feel safe in your community <laughs> you're more willing to go and take the next step out there we did have quite a few students so that were a bit um we're still a bit nervous at the end mm -hmm. um we did use mentimeter um, in this unit to try and gauge at the start how students were feeling about learning online and then we actually asked it close towards the end of the trimester as well um, to see how they felt now about learning online and it was good to see that most of them had kind of moved Shifted. there was still we did have one which was help I need help <laughs> we did still have a few students that were in that pile um, yeah. and you know and I think that's just because you know this wasn't the mode that a lot of students signed up to complete their unit in mm -hmm. but they gave it a go okay. and I think that's the the key thing so as we move through we saw a lot more communication and a lot um, more different names in those chats as well so that you know, would have students, been great to see yeah just yeah. students feeling like oh I can take part so mm -hmm. Look, it might not have been the perfect solution, um, but it did show um, improvement as we went through. So, yeah. That's good to hear. So, I suppose, how did it impact your teaching experience? Yeah, so um, I suppose this can be looked at from many different angles, from like the student, the mm. staff. Um, so, at the beginning, um, you know, we had a lot of nervous staff as well um, because they had never taught in this environment fully online. Um, but also just also sharing with them that, you know, we didn't have all the answers. Yeah. And I think that was important for them to know um, so that they felt supported and also starting like an open dialogue with the teaching staff for if something didn't work, if something was not, you know, achieving the goals we set out to, let us know and Let's we'll rethink it. it. Let's iterate it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's not just keep repeating the same model each week and fingers crossed hoping it works that sometime. magically it was going to work exactly because we all are realists here that doesn't happen often yeah um so from the teaching standpoint it was a case of we're going to need to be agile we're going to need to be flexible we're going to need to listen in to the students mm -hmm. if they're telling us something isn't working then we need to consider that i think that's what we've been hearing um <laughs> in the online space I know it's going to sound weird, but perhaps we're hearing the students more in this online space um, than we might have in the classroom in some senses. Yeah. Um, and what I mean by that is that um, in some channels, they feel more open to just reach out and say, look, I have a problem or this isn't working for me. Um, so, and because we can be a little bit more flexible in this online space, we're able to provide things maybe in different formats or in multiple locations mm -hmm. um, with you know, minimal effort on and impact on the teaching um, behalf. So um, you mentioned that you initially went to Microsoft Teams just for the synchronous nature of activities. And yep. then you realised students were posting questions and there was conversation happening. So there was a combination yep. of synchronous and asynchronous activities. How yep. did you uh, set guidelines or parameters or facilitate these different types of interactions? Because one of the things we do here, especially from a facilitation point of view, uh, if you can just get tagged, it could be at all hours. How do you respond to that? And how do you put parameters around that? How does that, how did, how did that happen for you in this unit? Yep. That's a great question. <laughs> and I've got a smile on my face because in the first week um, with 16 channels and when you're the owner of the site, um, you get notifications from all 16 channels when mm -hmm. anything is going on. So um, I said to them that if you did want me to respond that you'd need to do the at symbol and type my name so that I knew that that was specifically an action item for myself. And then that comes up in my activities little icon in my nav panel on the side of Microsoft Teams. 
Um, and so that really meant though, that I needed to be set aside some time to kind of clear out those questions. Mm -hmm. And it highlights the need to be explicit as to what you're doing for what purpose. So, and the why is behind it. So rather than just saying post here or use this or use that, it's about why you're actually using it. So that's a great piece of advice in relation to um, getting engagement on the relevant platform, I suppose, because regardless of what software you use, it needs to be fit for purpose. That's exactly right. And, um, you know, just setting up those guidelines for not just the communication practices, but also just the general practices Mm. on how to be an online learner. Because as we said, for many students, this was not their choice and this is brand new for them. Yeah. It's a good point you make in the sense that this is a new way of learning. It's a new way of delivering content as well. So it's all a different um, mode of delivery and a consumption of information as well. So I suppose with that in mind, what is the biggest ben- what was the biggest benefit that you saw implementing Microsoft Teams in this unit? Yeah, so um, what I really liked was um, the facility to kind of capture some of the, the things that normally happen in class, but actually to capture it and make it available for review. Yeah. So normally when we're doing a, a classroom, you know, physical classroom class, um, we, you know, you deliver it, the conversation happens and you walk out and that's the end really. Um, and so like that has its bonuses and it's, mm. you know, um, because, you know, you have more, you can have a more open discussion. Um, but the facility for many students to actually go back and to review the chat that happened in the class, if a session was recorded, mm. you know, go back and listen to it again. Um we have a lot of international students in our um, in the School of IT. Yep. And so for them to just, you know, at their own pace, maybe listen again to the conversation yep. and things like that, if there was a recording, or even just read through the comments to the yep. different questions. Yeah. And the other thing was, if we did have any like documents or any worksheets that we were doing in mm-hmm. that class, because if you add them to the channel, mm-hmm. they stay there as a resource. Yep. So it meant that students could go back to that if they lost their piece of paper, um, you know, which happens in class from one week to the next, um, they could download the sheet again. I mean, that resource was, was also, resource rather, was also available in the unit site, mm-hmm. but it was just where they were is important. Like, and it's so all where in am one I, space. And it's all in one space yep. for them, yeah. So I suppose on the contrary to the benefits, what's the biggest challenge or what was the biggest challenge of implementing Microsoft Teams and what have you learned from it? Yeah. So um, I think probably the biggest challenge was the sheer volume of communication Mm -hmm. that happened from it. So as we were saying, we were initially, we thought this was just going to be where the practicals happened and all the communication would stick into either emails or the discussion threads Mm -hmm. on the unit site not the case at all. Um, so what we ended up having was we had communication in the general channel, um, which is like kind of that high level overview yep. section. We had communication happening in each of the private channels. Mm-hmm. And then students, once they figured out, and they were pretty quick too, because um, most of the students that I were teaching were IT students, that there was a private chat channel that they could also um, utilize. Mm-hmm. Um, what that then led to is that students felt like they had access to the teaching staff at any Any time time. of the day. Mm -hmm. So I think the, like that kind of then led to our biggest challenge was actually um, feeling, and I'll I'll say it in this way, it might be weird, but hopefully people will understand what I'm saying. 
feeling okay to actually disconnect. Just <laughs> no. And that really brought home for me, I needed to set some ground rules yeah. for my sessionals as well as let's as talk unit, to the students again as mm-hmm. well. Because that's not fair. Just because um, the technology's on doesn't mean that there's a human behind it. It's setting those expectations from the beginning though, isn't it? 100%. Like any online experience. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, with online does come the 24-7 tag. Yeah. So, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so what we really brought back to both the staff and the students was that it's okay to disconnect. That then at least meant and log out across multiple devices Devices. as well yes because what naturally happened was well like myself I had it on my computer on my phone on my tablet um so you know the messages were popping up on all of them and what happens is you have a little green light that Mm. appears next to your your face or your yeah (laughs) so two processes we either said for people when you're not available switch the do not disturb on yep or log out of the system completely so because it's really yeah, yep. it's really important that um, everyone looks after their well-being so that um, we're all available to continue um, the educational Educa- journey. But mm. yeah, but even more so just making sure that people had a digital disconnect. So time when they could spend with their friends, their family, um, you know, their loved ones, but also just time to reset and recharge the for batteries themselves. as well yeah. for themselves. Yeah. So... You've brought up a lot of great points, benefits, challenges um, <laughs> for, for Microsoft Teams, but just in yeah. online teaching as a whole, what can yeah. other teaching teams take away from your experiences that you've shared today? Yeah, so I think um, be really upfront at the start with mm-hmm. the expectations and the communication. Um, what we did was each week we had a post in the unit site Um, And you could also emulate this in Microsoft Teams Mm -hmm. as well that said, this is where the practical classes will be. This is where the lecture will be. Mm -hmm. Because if you just make one post at the start, people will miss it. So it's got to be consistent and continuous as you go through. So I I think that clear communication is really important and it's ongoing. It's not just a one-time deal. It's a continuous um, um, kind of challenge that you'll be dealing with during the trimester. The other thing is, is that, you know, be open to trying um, new things in the space as well. Because if I just started with what I thought I was going to do, mm. I wouldn't have got, I wouldn't have got through the trimester because we would have had more students, I'm, I'm sure, drop out because it wasn't working for them. So you have to be flexible. Yeah. Um, you have to listen to the student cohort, but also listen to your teaching staff as well. If something's not working, change it up, try something new um, or just think about a different way of phrasing it for the mm-hmm. students sometimes because sometimes it's just about answering that why question if yeah. they know why then they feel much more comfortable and you know they're not left with well why are we doing this um so yeah it's really important so i think you know be open to the platform there's so many things and the great thing about microsoft teams um it has changed so much since we started mm-hmm. on like i don't even know march I think officially classes went online on March 30th or something Mm -hmm. like that. But to today, it has changed so much. They've listened to the people um, who have been using it and updated so many things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's exciting as an educator that we're being listened to and we're hearing our voices 
um, reflected in the changes and the evolutions that we've seen in Microsoft Teams. So I'm excited to see where they go next. Yep. Um, <laughs> and, and, like, and what else you, know, you can do. What else I can do and what else is going to be possible moving forward, yeah. Look, thank you for your time today, Alicia. It's been really insightful. Uh, in, more, in particular, uh, the points that you made around that we're actually all learning in this space as well and that it's yep. okay to try new things being flexible and responsive yeah. to both staff and students because we are, although we are student focused it is about the learner experience and facilitators yep. as well can be learners as well so it's good to provide that flexibility and also that clear communication um, through the trimester versus just once it's here that's the only place that it is yeah um, but I also I love your point about that digital disconnect because I do think especially now if we're working from remotely yep. as well, that you do feel like sometimes you have to be online and you have to be present. But yep. what are those, what does that presence look like and, and having guidelines around that? So look, thank you yep. so much for your no insights today. Really um, appreciate it and look forward to chatting to you next time. Yeah, thanks so much for the opportunity and I'm happy to talk to other academics if they want to discuss things further. Thank you so much for that offer. We'll take you up no on worries. it. <laughs>